Welcome to the Weird Works Podcast. I'm Dr. Christie, your host. Join us for conversations about alternative and sometimes controversial healthcare topics. This podcast will provide the evidence that you need in order to make informed decisions about your health, to empower you with the facts that you need to advocate for your health, and to encourage you that there is hope your body heals. Join us from experts from all things weird, as well as the testimonies of people with stories of radical healing who were once told that perhaps their condition was a death sentence, that they would just need to live with it, or that drugs and invasive surgery were the only answer. Let's get into agreement that if there is something natural and non-invasive that could be helpful, that it could be your first option rather than your last resort. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of going from diet to diet to come up short and feel worse than you did when you started? Or are you just lost with all the mixed messaging out there today and not sure what's best for you and your lifestyle? Maybe you were told that you had to live with your symptoms and accept feeling less than your typical vibrant self. Well, I'm here to tell you the truth. As a practicing doctor of chiropractic, kinesiology, and clinical nutrition, I see people all the time that are just like you frustrated and starting to lose hope. But I do want you to know that you do not have to give up on the you that you know you could be. There is a way to truly achieve optimal health and also to live your life. I want to share with you how by doing some small doable adjustments and taking on a new approach to enjoyable and non-restrictive eating, we can help you start feeling better and begin to see changes in your waistline and start releasing weight in as little as 14 days. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Christy. Welcome to the Weird Works Podcast. So today we are blessed to have a fun retired Cairo from Sydney, Australia. I have with me Dr. Adam Meredith and um, you're my first international podcast. Oh wow, well I'm, I'm uh, blessed to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for coming. So it was super fun. We were, you know, technicalities, never had to deal with the time zones and all, but we figured it out. So two docs can put their heads together and be really smart about things. (laughs) So we probably won't spend a whole lot of time on this, but how are you doing? We know from the States, things are a little bit crazy in Sydney. Are you doing okay? Yeah, so I think it's like over 100 days lockdown for Sydney, but um, Melbourne, which is our other major city here in Australia, that's been locked down for like, you know, way more. I even understand there was a little protest in America saying, please take it easy on Melbourne. So that shows you. So thank you for that. It just shows you how bad Melbourne is. So we're okay. We're probably down about maybe 50%. But on Monday, we've got our first restrictions lifted. And then a couple of weeks after that, it'll probably be totally open again. So that's really cool. Okay, good. Well, that's great to hear. We're concerned for you and we love our, you know, Australians. So that's good to hear. Things are hopefully looking up for you guys, but we're praying. Yes, they definitely are. Thank you. So you've been a chiropractor. You were a chiro for 20 years. So what was your practice like? Was it a holistic wellness practice? Yeah, so uh, actually we were based on posture. So there's a technique that just does posture. And when we started to do posture and we do before and after photos, we kind of got famous for that. So all of a sudden the two clinics I had turned into posture-based practices. 
So I would say that in its very nature was holistic. So half of our clients would have back pain, neck pain, headaches, and migraines. And the other half actually had no ailments, but wanted better posture so that they could live longer and more healthily. Yeah, I've seen some of the statistics and I've preached on it a little bit myself, but do you want to talk about like forward head posture, like decreases longevity by what, like 20 years? Yeah, look, it's, it's crazy. So first of all, for every inch your head goes forward, it loads up your spine, you know, by uh, what do you guys use? Pounds. So you yeah. get like four or five pounds for every inch it goes forward. So just from a mechanical point of view, it wears out the spine. But we also know respiration and breathing rates drop tremendously. And so now you're hypoxic. Now you're low on oxygen. Um, and that has massive health benefits. And it also has benefits on the organs. So there is a correlation between the more your head drops forward, the closer you are to the grave. It's as simple as that. Oh, I see. That's yeah. a good analogy. I've heard that before. It makes sense, right? So I always like say to patients, you know, your body was intelligently designed to be in an upward posture. And when it's proper, you know, like you're saying, your heart, your lungs, everything's where it's supposed to be for optimal function and blood flow and so of course Absolutely. what you're talking about is as we round forward and the head comes forward you start to cave in on yourself and then things just don't flow is it as simple as that it's as simple as that so if you measure oxygenation when you put that little thing on their finger or you do the spirometer we used to do that and they would have more oxygen in their blood and they could breathe more so even that one factor is enough yeah. And if you want to really get granular, they reckon it pulls on the dura and pulling on the dura pulls on the entire spinal nervous system. And that in itself is not good because you never want to traction nerves. So, yeah, there's look, when I used to say to people, I, I didn't tell them anything. We would just correct their posture. And at the end of the eight weeks, we'd say, you know, what have you noticed? Sleeping, they don't snore as much, the uh, performance at the gym. But the other thing is too, people said they were generally happier or could handle stress more. So it's very stressful for the body to be in an incorrect posture, you know, for 20 or 30 years. Yeah, for sure. So it sounds like your philosophy is very similar. I would say I love talking to other chiropractors. I think they're some of the coolest people on the planet. Like if you get to a chiropractic seminar, we're all talking the same language and thinking holistically and, you know, root cause and just even this, what you're saying is that I think a lot of people think of chiropractic as just neck pain, back pain, headaches, or, you know, mm -hmm. workers comp or injury based stuff. But I try to teach people the original philosophy of chiropractic is that it really is a healthcare system in and of itself. Do you agree with that? Oh, a hundred percent. So much so that um, although doing uh, insurance and workers comp is fantastic, it can help a lot of people. Our practice uh, ended up being totally privately billed. So we didn't even take on those cases. We left them to the rehab experts. Um, and I, I totally agree. It's got to be holistic. And then if you can dial in your mindset and your diet and exercise and chiropractic, mm -hmm. the changes are dramatic. Yeah, I agree. So how did you originally get introduced or maybe just interested or passionate about headaches? Was it because you saw a need? Yeah, so uh, as you know, as a chiro, cervicogenic headaches are pretty easy to fix. Like that's almost a no-brainer. Yeah. And chiros can fix a lot of migraines. Um, and we'll talk about this later because one of the inputs into the migraine is the upper cervical spine. So we'd have migraine patients and you treat the upper cervical spine and they get great results. But the other two nerves, which is the vagus and the trigeminal, it's much harder for chiros to access. So I got frustrated with those and also I couldn't treat them at home. So when I stumbled across this technique, the patient could actually treat themselves at home. Well, that was a no brainer for me. Like you can, 
you don't have to call me at 4 a.m. on Sunday morning. You can just do it yourself. And that I thought was um, very empowering for the for the patient. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anything that they can do at home that's going to complement what we do in office. Right. I mean, what percentage of time do they really spend with us in the office compared to like what they live their life and all the other things they do? Well, Christy, that's what's always shocked me. Even in my first year out 20 years ago, I couldn't believe how my 15 minutes with them and just say they're on maintenance once every three or four weeks. I couldn't believe that that would hold their posture with all the forward head posture and all the horrible things they were doing. So it's funny you should mention that of all the things in my 20 years, I was shocked how the little input that we did was that significant that it could carry over for a month. I've always been impressed with chiropractic that way. Yeah, it's, impo- it's impressive for sure. And powerful yeah, as well. So I guess, we- me- yeah, go ahead, tell us. And for me, back to holistic, the person entered and left my practice the same. I didn't cut anything out. I didn't put any drugs in. I just realigned their natural state. And that was very appealing to me because first do no harm, right? So they're the same creature in and out, yet they are feeling better and their back pain's gone. And, and just quickly about back pain is the bone I picked with some of my GP friends. They're like, well, back pain resolves by itself. And sure, that might be true, but they can no longer squat or pick the kids up or play soccer. It's the chiros get you out of back pain and then back to your functional life, right. not just avoiding things. And that's what I like when someone said they could bench press again, or they could run again. That's, that was, that's what got me out of bed. That's awesome. Well, and it's true, right? Because people get, they lose their confidence. They are afraid to even return to life or exercise because they don't yet okay. know, like, is it going to cause more problem? Is it okay or safe? Right. So confidence builder too. 100%. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's kind of cool. Like you are, you're right. Like they are the same person coming in and coming out, but you never leave a chiropractor's office wondering, like, I don't think they really did something like, you know, you're different, you know, something happened. Yeah. So we still joke from a marketing point of view, that one crack in the instant relief is very good for marketing. Cause you're right. You get validation right there. Yeah. Whereas when I was doing more of a rehab approach, it was longer. Yeah. But when you just manipulate and get the posture, the results were instant. Uh, yeah, it's it was funny because I could see their face change from maybe a little bit skeptical to like, oh, well, I actually do feel better. Yeah. It's, maybe it's there's something tough. to this. <laughs> correct, correct. And then, of course, I would always say, you know, maintenance, or we call it supportive care over here because I don't like the term maintenance because it's too holistic. Right. And um, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll see how I go. And they would always come back. And when they did a couple of months of maintenance, then we would have them for life. We've got people, the practice is still run. I, I'm retired, but I still manage them. I've had people here that started 20 years ago. And, uh, you know, we're not forcing them to come back. They know if every three or four weeks, depending on their body, uh, they stay out of trouble. It's brilliant. And if they do collapse, fixing it is really simple because their spine's pretty good anyhow. Yeah, that muscle it's memory, simple. the body remembers. Yeah. yeah it's simple. It's It's simple. I know. I know. Once you know these things, it is simple and obvious. That's the reason why we need to get on podcasts and broadcast it and let people know like, hey, you don't have to suffer. Something can be done. You just need to advocate for yourself to find other techniques. Yeah, look, I think it's nuts. I'm not sure what the stats are, but I think it's about, you know, 30% of the population has seen a chiro, but only 10% regularly go. It's nuts when you compare how efficacious it is. Um, And then if you factor in the time and the cost, it works out very, very well. So yeah, we do need to get more active. And Kairos do need to band together a bit more. We're all a little bit uh, Robinson Crusoe or with our own little techniques. 
and we do need to band together for sure. Yeah, I agree. And that can be um, sometimes confusing from the consumer. Oftentimes they say like you could go to 10 different chiros and find 10 different ways of performing chiropractic. And so that's great but from a practitioner standpoint that we can kind of customize and develop a technique, but it's confusing from a consumer standpoint because they don't know, there is no one thing that is chiropractic that defines it. That's 100% true. That's, we've talked about that a lot amongst my colleagues. That's our single biggest problem. Uh, but one of the beautiful things is you can be passionate about, say, posture or emotional or kinesiology or jaw or feet. So it is great that you can evolve that way, but that is our biggest problem. You don't know what you're going to do when you go to a chiro. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, but the, yeah, I think the biggest, the, I guess the one thing that we all have in common is trying to treat the root of the problem, holistic care, not simple care. Yep. Okay, so let's talk about headaches. So you want to just go into, we can nerd out. Our, our, our listeners like the nerdy science, they like it. So do you want to just talk about the difference between a traditional headache and a migraine? Yeah, so traditional headaches or tension or cervicogenic, uh, they're posturally based. The, the pain's often from muscles or ligaments or tendons. Uh, the joints generally in the upper neck are out. And when a joint's out, it sends uh, incorrect information to the brain. And that could be perceived as a headache. And chiros are excellent at doing that. Um, and they truly are headaches coming from musculoskeletal structures. Migraines are not headaches. Migraines, one of the symptoms of the migraine is headache. And so is vomiting and feeling horrible. Uh, and vertigo and nausea. So a migraine is a complicated neurological disorder and it's complicated because it comes from upper cervicals, brainstem and the brain itself. So it's in multi-locations. So we've got cervicogenic headaches, fairly simple, musculoskeletal in origin. We've got uh, migraines, which are a neurological disease, which has faulty centers in the brain and the central nervous system in many places. So the biggest thing that uh, migraine sufferers hate is when people say it's just a headache, take a Tylenol or something. It's not, it's a debilitating neurological disorder. At its very, very core, migraines are a sensory information over-processing disorder. So it's an information processing disorder. And the normal things that your body processes like blood pressure changes, sugar in your blood changes and weather changes, the normal non-migraine brain can deal with this. The migraine brain can't. And when there's a change, the brain overloads and that starts the migraine sequence. Got it. So that's why you'll hear like common triggers or maybe like changes in weather, like pressure systems, even yes. like smelling something. So all sensory stuff, they could have a sensory trigger or a scent or a food or something. So that's all neurological right. processing then. Correct. So the, it's funny that you said the weather changes. When I first started, I must admit, I was a bit skeptical that weather changes freak them out enough to cause a migraine, but I see it all the time. And so you're right. Even when the weather changes, your brain perceives it and it takes that information and you deal with it. When the weather changes for them and they get the information, that information overwhelms them and now they get a migraine. And that's partly why it's so complicated because it could be weather changes for you. It could be dried apricots for me. It could be lack of sleep for somebody else. So that's why it's multifactorial. And that's why it has been hard to treat with drugs because it's a disorder over many parts of the sensory parts of the brain. And that's why Cairo 
uh, could be very good for it because Cairo does normalize nerves and normalize the sensory nerves. Yeah, and do you want to talk about, because I think our audience knows a lot about the sympathetic parasympathetic nervous system, the autonomic nervous system, fight or flight. We talk a ton. Our practice is probably 90% like adrenal fatigue. So we talk a ton about that fight or flight mechanism. How does that play into this whole migraine protocol? Yeah, so it's funny, adrenal fatigue is really important. So we know, um, first of all, we know it's sex linked. So it's mainly predominantly a female disease. We know it runs in families. Uh, And we know that a lot of migraine sufferers have faulty mitochondrial output. So that's energy output from your cells. So their brain's producing slightly lower amounts of energy. And then if you add something like uh, adrenal fatigue, or when I spoke to your friend about uh, post-traumatic stress disorders, anything or just being tired, anything like that lowers the already lowered brain energy. And now when they get information coming through from their body and from the environment, that overwhelms them. Got it. So yeah, uh, as far as parasympathetic, the vagus is huge. And when we talk about the migraine stopper, the migraine stopper is actually a vagal nerve stimulator. So generally, when you normalize the vagus nerve, you'll help directly with the migraine. So that's improving their parasympathetic. And most people in modern day society, uh, as you know, have sympathetic overdrive. There's just too much sympathetic input. Oh, that's the case in Sydney as well as the US. That's not a US only problem. (laughs) No, it's a modern day problem. And although migraines have been recorded back in Julius Caesar's day, if you got a thousand of your migraine patients and a thousand of mine and put them on an island, and said that they all had won a million dollars, the rate of their migraines would go down for sure because their brains aren't overloaded. The more you overload the brain, the more migraines they get. And unfortunately, acute acute, uh, migraines more and more, unfortunately turn into chronic as the brain gets overwhelmed and the energy drops. So it's a big problem. You can't heal when you're in a fight or flight, when you're in sympathetic nervous system. So one of my really good friends and colleagues is a chiropractic neurologist over here. And, um, you know, the very first thing he does is try to get the body in a parasympathetic state before he does any of his other techniques with eye, you know, exercises or, you know, hand-eye coordination type stuff, because you just can't heal, right? Look, it's... To me, it's so obvious, but when you go to traditional medicine and they throw drugs at you, you know, for the people what it works is it's probably because their sympathetic drive and their adrenal fatigue is just a little bit and the drug's just enough to help them. But when it's down here, the drug will never, ever work. And that's why I think drugs fail for some people. I think you're 100% correct. It doesn't matter what kind of practitioner you are, you can't be in a state of fatigue to heal. It was exactly what you said. I I don't know why that's not common spread amongst all modalities to do with health. Obviously you cannot. Yeah. You've got to get healthy yeah. to, to, to fix your disorders. Correct. Well, and we're going to talk a little bit later because I want you to talk about what the migraine stopper is and how you discovered it. And we can nerd out on the science of how it works and everything. But, yep. you know, I was curious too, do you use the migraine stopper in addition to Cairo lifestyle diet? Like I think it probably could, the implication for it could be to be used in any kind of holistic protocol. Yeah, well, because it's a vagal stimulator, we've actually had some uh, mothers with autistic children ring up and it obviously was not designed for that, but they've used it on their kids. Um, and they said that their child is way more calm, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably the vagal nerve stimulation. And I've had some trigeminal neuralgia patients use it. 
uh, with great response. And I've had a couple of tinnitus patients use it with probably about a 50% response. So 50% responded and 50% didn't. So because it stimulates the vagus and the trigeminal, there are other applications, but my focus for the last six years has been on migraines. Okay, well, go ahead and tell us, what is the migraine stopper? How does it work? So it's simply um, an ear pump. So this is, this is the final prototype. And I'd love to say to you, I had a dream and it came to me, I was deeply meditative and I, but what happened is a colleague I work with, um, and he's just down the road now, um, handed me this paper and it was just a clinical published trial uh, of just 13 people. And all this therapy was is they said to their clients, if you have a migraine come in at the prodrome at the beginning, and they just put air into their ear and recorded what happened. And of the 13, 10 of them had their migraines turned off. So that's a huge response, right? That's like 80% response just from air in the ear. So I read it and I was intrigued. So we had a meeting with the docs that I work with and two of them plus myself were interested in doing it. We emailed our database. And we said, if you have a migraine coming on, come in. And we did that for two years and just watched the results. And the results were just like the clinical trial. About 80% people either turned off their migraines or reduce them so much that they could go back to work, which to me, I consider as a success. Yeah, for sure. Then of course the patients are like, can, can I take this home? So we built, we hand built some prototypes. I actually got like um, industrial designers and they hand built them and we gave out about 12 of them. And I just gave them to my clients. I said, come back in four weeks, eight weeks and 12 weeks. And they did. And of course they were getting the same treatments at home, uh, same results at home. Um, and then some of them were daily pumping without me telling them to. They were just mucking around and they were daily pumping with it because it's so safe, right? It's just air. And then we were finding that there was a preventative role to this technique. So there was abortive, turn it off, and preventative. So then I did a little very low-key in-house study. I got 30 people in. I recorded what happened. And then after that, we manufactured the final product. Um, and then we started selling that in about 2019. That's amazing. And it looks pretty simple and lightweight and easy to carry around. Yeah, so it's designed, uh, because women predominantly get it, it's designed, we're actually going to make it smaller, but it's designed to carry with you. And the moment you get a prodrome, you simply pop it in your ear and you pump 30 times and slow and gentle and you just pump uh, whatever you can tolerate. And most people can tolerate very well. Uh, and for some people, they like it. They say it feels meditative, uh, probably because of the vagus. You pump it 30 times and then you take it out. And if you feel your prodrome is a little better, you just repeat it. And then if you feel it's a little better, you just repeat it 30, always 30 times, take it out. Okay. Then if you do it again and nothing feels better, it's like decreased because it's the same. Crazily, you just go to the other ear and you pump it 30 times. And if that improves, you pump it another 30 times. And if you did it again and it hadn't improved, that's, that's the end of the therapy. And then you just sit back. And if your headaches, your migraine's gone, perfect. If it's dropped way back down, but it happens to come up in a couple of hours, you just do it again. It's that simple. So it's very tailored to the person. The patients get used to it very, very quickly. Some people need two goes. Some people need 10 goes. But most people respond to it. That's amazing. It seems just so simple, right? It is so simple. And the reason it's simple is it's just a fluke that the trigeminal nerve, which has been wildly researched for migraines, and if you PubMed trigeminal nerve and migraines comes up, and of course vagus have, and there's actual devices that just treat the trigeminal nerve and devices that just treat the vagus. Well, it's just a fluke that both those nerves happen to be in the ear. 
So when the ear canal goes up and down because of the, because this has got, it's got positive and, hang on, I'll try and show you. It's got positive and negative air pressure. So that's positive and then comes out slow. Yeah. So it actually pushes and suction, pushes and suctions. That makes the ear canal go like this and the eardrum gently flex. That stimulates the trigeminal and the vagus at the same time. Just by chance, they're both there. And I think that's why it's so effective. That's amazing. The vagus yep. nerve has gotten a lot of attention in other literature. And, you know, in I think like all of a sudden, all the nutritionists and holistic practitioners are taking an interest in the vagus nerve. Question, yeah. Yeah. So with the vagus nerve tapping into the parasympathetic, you know, the vagus nerve controls the gut. Have you seen any improvement in any kind of like GI disorders by also using this? So it's funny, I've been so focused on the migraine, I often don't uh, like, you know, say what else has improved because, um, you know, eventually I want to do a proper full scale study. Um, but yeah, I've had people say they feel better when they do the preventative. And so the preventative is just three in the morning, both sides, and they generally feel better throughout the day and they haven't got a prodrome yet. So I wonder why they feel so much better. And that's probably just from the vagal, but I haven't specifically said to you, to them, has your digestion gotten better? It's all migraine, migraine, migraine when they come into the office. Yeah, but people are gonna be so excited to hear about this, I'm assuming affordable, easy to carry around, very easy to you know utilize on your own and follow instruction because, I mean, do you wanna just talk about the desperation of migraine sufferers? I mean, they like they're willing to do anything to get some relief. It's pretty debilitating condition. Well, the sad thing is anxiety and depression rates are higher in this group and tragically so is suicide. And people are like, uh, it's just a headache. So Lisa, she's actually on the testimonial video on my website. She was getting 25 a month. So can you imagine 25 days a month vomiting or feeling like you're gonna vomit? having to be isolated in a dark room where you can't have any noise or any light mm -hmm. and just feeling like crap. Now, if you had that for five or 10 years and you have to run a family and you have to try and do your career, you can understand why. So that's why they get so frustrated. I get frustrated when people say, look, it's just a headache. It's a neurological disorder where anxiety and suicide rates are higher. So that's how serious it is. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Americans spend $33 billion every single year on diets and weight loss products, and yet diets have a 95% failure rate. These statistics and my 18 plus years experience as a practicing doctor show me the real dangers of a cookie cutter approach to health and that truthfully, diets don't work. This is why I created the 9010 Lifestyle. For the people like you and me, busy and not willing to settle for less when it comes to our health and wellness. This program isn't just about feeling fantastic and or losing weight for good, it's a roadmap to upgrading your body and mind from the inside out, while simultaneously suppressing the inflammation and suppressing the guilt that often comes with a high stress, high expectations, and high performance. The number one reason the 9010 lifestyle is so effective and easy to maintain is that it gives you back your willpower instead of forcing it. Um, people, when I talk to them, say it steals days from their lives. That's exactly what happens. They lose time in bed. And even um, I've had some of my staff here get migraines. So they're about to get a program, we'll do this. But if you miss it right and they come in late and it's restarted, and I say to them, put this in your ear, 
you can see they're so shut down, they don't want to do anything. All they want to do is just lie down. So when you've got back pain, you can find a position that doesn't hurt, right? You can slowly get out of your chair. But when they have migraines, they literally get shut down and just don't want to even start therapy. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very unique type of awful disorder. But I call it a disorder. I don't think it's a bona fide disease, not to diminish how uh, you know, horrible it is, but I, it's a processing disorder and it, you can rewire the brain back to normal. And I've, you asked me, have I seen changes in digestion? I haven't specifically asked, but have I seen changes in a decrease in frequency of attack or from chronic going to episodic? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And the brain, as you know, is plastic. You can rewire it. Add in good sleep, which I definitely want to talk about later, uh, and good nutrition, and you can take control of your migraines in many cases. Yeah. Well, and I know just headaches alone, like we talk in our office, you know, I'm like headaches. There's like 200 causes of a headache. A headache is a very generic symptom. You have to dig yes. down and find out what's the root of it. And like in our office, we do nutrition response testing. So we test for food sensitivities and toxins and chemicals and heavy metal pollutants. Perfect you know, and if there's yeast or fungus or mold or other contributing factors and then nutritionally and lifestyle wise, we handle that. But migraine's a whole different bear. And I think it's frustrating for the patient and it's also frustrating for the practitioner often as well. Yeah, less so if you have a migraine stopper. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and checking for things like toxins or that, this must be done because remember the migraine brain's energy output is often lower anyhow. Then you add in toxins or gluten insensitivity or a leaky gut and your immune system is ramped up, right? Dealing with all these things. Well, then the amount of energy to the body is reduced again. And then all of a sudden they're getting migraines. Yeah. So then often they're like, oh, I think the heavy metals was contributing to migraines. And it is, but indirectly because it's overloading the body. And once the body is overloaded, a migraine person will get the migraines. Right. So you still have to peel off all the layers of other interference or stressors in order to really like get the whole entire like syndrome under control. 100%, but if I had to address one thing first, I'd address their sleep. So um, the microsoft works on the trigeminal and the vagus and the trigeminal is one of the big players in the pain part and the over-processing part. And if you don't sleep well and your brain energy is low, that trigeminal nerve is very, very active. But unfortunately, blue light from devices, so your mobile phones, TVs, and even just you know, normal lights, yes. stimulates the trigeminal nerve. Mm -hmm. So they get a lot of blue light at night, stimulates the trigeminal nerve. Blue light, unfortunately, is a double threat because it stops the uh, melatonin being released so you don't sleep well. So the next day when you wake up, your trigeminal nerve was stimulated from the blue light. It made your sleep even worse. And now any bit of stimulus sets the migraine off. So the first thing we get our clients to do is to organize their sleep. And we actually we actually use the blue light blocking glasses yeah. on them. I actually built these, these are super red and they block all blue light after the sun goes down. Yeah. Um, and we get them to track their sleep on an aura ring or some device that tracks sleep. That is a game changer for the people that are very severe uh, with their migraines and they may not respond to therapy. Once we get their sleep right, they respond to therapy. Same if you remove toxic metals. Same if you if they're gluten intolerant, you remove gluten. Remove everything so the brain can function properly. And when it functions properly, it doesn't have migraines. 
It's so funny. Like, as you're saying this, it sounds like so many other conditions in the body. We talk about, like I was saying, adrenal fatigue. We do um, like heart rate variability so we can see the patient's uh-huh. adaptability, right? Okay. And so if their adaptability is poor, you know, we know that they're not going to progress or respond as well. And the next little thing can throw them into a chronic type of a condition. And so that's how we talk about, you know, our job is to improve your adaptability overall so that your body can handle life, whatever stimulus comes in and stop seeing every little thing as way more threatening or overwhelming or life-threatening than it really is. So it really sounds like migraine is so similar, right? 100%. And I would, I would commonly say that's for all disorders and for a lot of diseases. And the reason I say it's a disorder is like, if you've got a blocked coronary artery, you can do things to help yourself. But if it's blocked, it's blocked. So I'm going to say that's a disease in the heart. Yeah. But the migraine is different. The migraine is a processing disorder. So all those things that you said that take pressure off the body means that the brain can now appropriately deal with the changes because a change in weather should not set off right. a brain. Yeah. You know, or like smelling vanilla candle. It really should Absolutely. do the same thing. You know? It should be so easy. I think we, I think we process 11 billion bits of information per second which is incredible when you think about it, but the brain does that easy. It's a no brainer for the brain, right? So when the brain is compromised because the body is compromised or total global energy is compromised, then it's gonna set off. So the people that respond extremely well to your therapy, my chiropractic and the migraine stopper are people where the threshold is just there and then the therapy gets there. But as we said before, when it's down here, the therapy won't. It's so intelligent, you do heart rate variability. Because in medicine, it's like, this pill, this condition, off you go. But everyone's individual, everyone's life circumstance individual, everyone's amount of fatigue is individual. And why not measure with heart rate variability? I, I don't know why HRV isn't done on all clients. So you can accurately and honestly say to them, this is more likely your progress with this H- HRV, and this is more likely your progress with this HRV. It's, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. That's why we track it on a lot of our clients. Most of my clients end up buying because this has got HRV on it, you know, it's perfect. Well, we'll have to look into that. We're looking for non, uh, non-Bluetooth mechanisms, non-5G, you know, to have devices on the body to track these things. So Aura Ring, the organizer, and I'm in no way affiliated. Okay. Uh, you, you can put it on uh, sleep mode the whole day. Yeah. You can take it off if you want to, flick it off a of sleep mode. It downloads information, gives it, turn it back off and put it back on if you're worried. Yeah. That's how good it is. I know I'm always giving people the bad news. I don't have one. I won't wear one, but we track EMF and where patients are testing for radiation and all these other things. And I'm like, you've got to get the Apple watches off your wrists. I agree. And people who are sleeping next to their phone and it's on, but it's on silent. That's just crazy. Yeah. Look, EMF's a whole different concept, but uh, apparently it's gone up. So the natural background EMF from something like 1920 to now has gone up something like hundreds of millions of fold, yeah. like hundreds of millions. So it's crazy and they need to do more research on it. Do you guys have 5G in Sydney? We yeah. sure do. I had no idea. So, okay, well, we're all in the same boat then. Same problems yeah. across the world, of course. Yep. And same okay. solution by the sounds of it, which is great. Uh-huh, Yeah. Well, you talked about mitochondria. This is important because we deal with mitochondria dysfunction in our office all the time, but there's no awesome medical test. They don't recognize mitochondrial dysfunction, dysfunction whatsoever, correct? Yeah, look, it's, it's crazy. I think you'll find the underlying cause of all or most diseases 
is low mitochondrial output. And the organ that has the lowest amount and then then your genetics is the one that's going to show up first. So for some, it'll be heart, some it'll be brain, some it'll be kidney. And that's where I think your genetics plays a role. But I think if all the organs have appropriate energy output, then they function quite well. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you an age-old question. Is glucose the only energy source that the brain can use? So it can use, so this is outside my area a little, but it can use ketones, yes, but I believe it prefers glucose. And then your body can manufacture it. And that's why there is no essential carbohydrate. There's essential fats, of which you can't manufacture if you don't eat. There's essential amino acids, which you can't manufacture if you don't eat. But there are no essential carbs because your body can make glucose super simple, gluconeogenesis. The, The liver converts fat and protein into glucose. But the brain can run on ketones, yeah. But this is certainly not my expertise. But I think it prefers glucose, which your body can easily make. You're right. You passed the quiz. I just like, I love to have patient, patients as well as the listeners hear from multiple people, you know, like getting some kind of like, just um, in agreement about some of this stuff that that's not just, I would say like cookie chiropractic Christie. It's not just my, you know, philosophy. Like we know there's research on these things as well. There's lots. And unfortunately, the thing that threads it all together and pulls it all together is, is big pharma trials. And the big pharma trials are trying to you know, sell the drug that they're making for the trial. So we do get a bias thing and we don't have the budgets to do the big studies. And then we're not selling a product at the end. So, you know, it's just a different model. Like even as a single guy, one practitioner trying to get the migraine stopper off, you know, the, the red tape, the FDA, yeah. uh, the approvals, the cost, it's prohibitive. Like, yeah. I wonder how many healthcare practitioners like you and I have a great concept, but it never gets to market because they just don't have the time, energy, and the finances to do it. It's crazy. It's true. And I don't know if you had the same issues there, but um, we have a real problem with censorship right now. And the message that's getting censored is our message, holistic. There's not we always say that, right? Like there's really no money in getting people well. There's money in keeping people sick because the traditional model is sick care, not real true health care. Unfortunately, that's very true. And if you talk to any health practitioners, like, yep, if you talk to the public, they're like, no, it wouldn't work that way. But I'm afraid, I, don't, I mean, I don't think someone set out to, but it's ended up being that way yeah. for sure. I don't think the public realize that there's a lot of other methodologies out there because they just don't see them advertised on TV and they're not talked about on talk shows. Right, it's true. We don't have, like you said, you know, a lot of times it's a grassroots effort for alternative medicine. Like we've got it, that's why we have you on here because we need to get people the knowledge and the tools and just to start thinking differently. Sometimes it takes like, you have to have a paradigm shift in their thinking about how they think of their body in order to advocate for themselves and even to go looking, right? Absolutely. And I wonder if the millennials coming through, I think they seem to be more bent towards alternative and holistic. So it'd be interesting if that group of people pushes more of the alternative therapies because they seem to be a bit more green orientated, a bit more holistic. So that'd be interesting. I hope so. And I think anybody who's growing up in the culture right now with the pandemic and if that, if what's been happening in the last two years isn't kind of a wake up call and getting people to think about their health and thinking about maybe that we should be proactive or think differently. um, 
I don't know what really would, you know, if that wasn't enough to do it, I don't know what would do it. True. And of course, there's a great correlation between isolated because of the pandemic lockdown laws and isolated because you're sick and you can't get out of bed. So people should realize that when you're chronically ill, you are isolated. You're alone in a bed for a good part of the day. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's totally true. If anybody did, you know, I I had COVID and I speak open, openly about it because I think we were all ex- kind of surprised. Like I'm pretty healthy. I do things that most people aren't willing to do to protect and defend my health and my immune system. But I know my body got run down. Like my heart rate variability, in fact, was down in the, in our, on our graph, it's in the lower right corner, which is kind of the danger zone. So I was already wiped out from overwork, emotional stressors and so on. And then just at the exact right moment, I got, you know, exposed somehow somewhere in the clinic, most likely. And then bang, it just took me out and it was just the perfect storm, you know? How bad were your symptoms, Christy? Um, my symptoms weren't terrible as far as the respiratory. It ha- my worst symptom was anxiety and panic. And I'm a very independent person. I'm an anxious person, but I've always made that work for me to just <laughs> be a multitasker and a go-getter and a type A person. But this was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. So I go on record saying like now that was not a, there was, that was not a virus. That was more than a virus. There's something more to it. Yeah, and what's really interesting is if people say, so you didn't get the respiratory, so that's good, uh, but you got anxious uh, anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And I say, oh, well, you know, that's like, you know, a, you know, that's like a brain thing or psychosomatic. What they don't realize is when your brain is taking in 11 billion bits per second of information and your global energy drops, then anxiety comes out of that because the brain, so, you know, if you were to pull your heart out of your chest, your heart's beating and say six beats per minute, if you pull out of your chest, it beats really, really fast and the vagus and the nerves can calm it down. Mm-hmm. The brain's the same. If you lower the energy, it explodes and then you get anxiety or depression or migraines. Right. So it's still biological. It's still mitochondrial energy-based, in my opinion. It's not psychosomatic. The reason you feel anxious is because you didn't have the energy to inhibit the brain. And a brain with a lot of energy has a lot of inhibition. A brain with low energy has excitation and there's anxiety and there's migraines. And that's why anxiety and migraines are linked. And that's why with post-traumatic stress disorder and migraines are linked because as soon as the brain energy is low, things pop out and anxiety is one of them. And that's what people don't realize is actually in many cases, biologically uh, seated. It's not imagined or because you're a ditzy person, it's biological. I had a very bad gut that led to leaky gut and that led to extreme anxiety and paranoia for no reason. I've never been paranoid, but these are aberrant things that your brain's doing when your body's leaking and therefore your total global energy has dropped. And this is back to our basic holistic health. That's why you do HRV. That's why you check out that individual, restore the energy and sleep and sunlight and um, getting your nerves working. It takes you a long way towards that. I always say that sleep is not overrated people. It's important. It's critical. Your body heals and repairs and replenishes and detoxes. Like so many things happen while you're sleeping. It should be your number one hobby. Yeah. I like that. Hacking your sleep and, and the, the hacks work and people need to do it. And it's pretty simple. No blue light after dark, a cold dark room. So dark, you can't see your hands and get used to sleeping in a normal time. Uh, so you're kind of regular with it and then track it with something. Just HRV is a good way to track it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's just it's so important. And that's what this podcast is all about is to get information in people's hands 
to open their eyes that there are other methods out there and so that they could do their own research. Like, and I say this almost on every episode, like you don't have to take it from me or from Adam, just go, we'll put the links to your company, your website, um, you know, and some of the research and some of the resources that you mentioned as well. So people have the links and they can go get it. But tell us where are your devices sold? How do we get them in the States? Yeah, yeah. So just Google Migraine Stopper and it'll come up and we ship worldwide. And at, at this stage, worldwide shipping is free. And you've got 90 days, days to trial it. And I suggest everyone does the preventive protocol for the first 30 days. So pop in here, it's all on the instruction manual. And then if after 90 days, you don't have any response and we get about 80 to 85% people responding, you can return it and we'll do a full refund. Wow. Um, and I've done that since day one, because if a client came in and I examined them and you know, we charge an initial fee and I couldn't help them, I never charged them the initial fee and just refer them off to someone who could help them. Yeah. So it's the same thing. I've never met you. The device works for most people. If it doesn't, just refund it. I love that. So we have, um, I already know a couple of patients. I told them in advance that we were doing this interview today and they're already anxiously awaiting for this podcast to come out and to learn more about the migraine stopper and to get it. So, you know, we definitely will do that. And do you just sell it direct to the consumer or do you sell it to practitioners? Because other practitioners who are listening might also be interested in offering this device to their patients as well. Yeah, yeah. So we have a couple of um, docs in America that buy, uh, you know, a bunch from us at a time. So we are happy to do that. Um, and then of course, straight to consumer. And some doctors just buy one or two and they actually use them in the clinic if a patient has prodrome or needs vagal stimulation and then just tells the patient to uh, go Google Migraine Stopper and just purchase it. Right, so you don't really have to like carry a big inventory if you don't want to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. You can you can if you want to, but otherwise you just send the, the clients off. And clients often like that. And, um, you know, they feel some docs like it because it's like, I don't get any commissions for this. It, I just used it on you. It just worked and you can go buy one. Um, and some obviously just on-sell it as well. It's whatever you're comfortable with. Okay, I love it. Well, what else do you want to share with our listeners? We'll put your website up for them. Um, do you speak? Do you have books? What else are you doing? You're retired, but you have this invention. So now what? <laughs> yeah, and I also run, I don't know if I can see it. See, that's a DEXA scan machine. Oh, yeah. So I do metabolic testing and DEXA scanning. So for weight loss and for body composition. Okay. Um, and that's, that's real fun. So we measure the metabolisms. We find out if they're a sugar burner or a fat burner. And that means whether you should or shouldn't do keto, whether you should or shouldn't intimately fast. And then we DEXA scan them and we track them until they get to their body composition goals. So I still do hands on that about uh, 20 hours a week okay, um, and the migraine stopper. And if I, if I had to give one a piece of advice to your migraine patients is that it's a disorder and it is 100% reversible. And it's all about brain energy. And anything that improves your brain energy, like seeing you and getting mold, toxins, gluten, will help your migraines. And you might find it sort of, your migraines are here and you might get the middles and it might be here. And then you improve your sleep and it will drop down to here. And then you add in the migraine stopper so that you're continually calming down the nerves that cause migraine. I'm very confident that, I won't say everyone, the vast, vast majority that put in time and effort will see results either straight away or within six to 12 months, migraines could be gone or uncommon for them because I don't believe it's disease, it's a disorder. 
I love that. That's the best news ever. People are going to be very encouraged and filled with hope because like we said, a lot of migraine people are just desperate for answers. So this has been very enlightening. I'm, I learned a ton from you. I enjoyed our conversation and I know our listeners are going to be grateful for it as well. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me on today. You're very welcome. We will share all your stuff and we'll sign out for now in good health naturally. I'm Dr. Christie. Until next time. Bye everybody. Your health and how you feel on a daily basis directly impact your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. We will help you reprogram your way of thinking and be on a plan that works for your body instead of against it. It is time to rewrite the false belief that health abnormalities are normal and that it just is what it is. You do not have to live with feeling less than 100%. We invite you to take a serious look at how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis. Is what you're doing working? Do you want to learn how to live a more holistic life that's still enjoyable and fun? The 90-10 lifestyle can be the bridge from subpar results to the vibrant and abundant lifestyle that you've been looking for. So click the link by this video so you can get started today. We truly, truly know that this program can change your life. We'll see you on the inside.